There we go. Okay, so now we're recording. And as always, I'm going to remind you to take notes, <laughs> you know, for any insights that uh, resonate with you, anything that uh, gives you goosebumps <laughs> or the divine chills, like I call it, write it down, really pay attention to, to those hints that your body is giving you and saying, yeah, this is, this is truth for me right now. I'm aligned with this right now. So that later you can, um, after the call, you can go back to the Facebook group. And when I tag you, you can also think of how you can turn that into an action step and not something that really resonates, really feels good in the moment, but then dissolves in thin air. So turn it into an action step and share it with us. I'm going to remind you again after we, um, we end the call. And yeah, so ahas, action steps, and your WAP. <laughs> so these are the three things that we're always going to hammer you with in these calls. <laughs> what are you doing to take action with the things that you need to take action on? And are you using your WAP to help you with that? Are you using, are you completing it on Sundays or on the weekend or whenever you choose in the week, but on a weekly basis, are you completing that? Are you taking the time? You know, if you've already done it before, it shouldn't be taking more than 30 minutes. If it's taking you way too long, find a way to simplify it. Just as long as you're completing it, just as long as you're making the effort to see how you are going to be intentionally expanding in the way that you want to. Um, and today's topic is productivity. We've been talking about this for the past weeks. You ladies have hopped on. So, um, you're going to, you're going to remember some of the things that we talked about, because I'm going to be kind of readdressing and reviewing these things. You're both sexy fit licensees. And right now we're in the middle of a launch, right? Today, registration closes. So if you've put people through the challenge and you started using all your assets um, in the licensee center and, you know, through your websites and all the things, then this is the moment where you are super busy. And, you know, figuring things out and trying to be strategic um, and seeing, okay, how can I bring more people to this challenge? How can I make this work for me? Same goes for anybody who's not a licensee. It doesn't matter. We're talking about online business industry. So um, any, anyone who's going through, you know, just expanding their business through the course, through Soulcraft, um, will be able to relate. You're going to have a launch eventual, eventually, or you're going to have a presentation or you are going to have that really important business meeting in order to scale and grow your business. And that requires some productivity. It requires some juggling, <laughs> right? You got to juggle a couple of things. So that's why we are insisting on this. So I'm going to read Barb's question, which speaks directly to this topic. Uh, and I think they're amazing. Thank you, Barb, if you're listening. So um, it says, I just came across these questions for our office hours tomorrow. And funny enough, this was the exact focus of my day today. To get very clear with my goals, time, energy expenditure, and how to become more efficient at getting everything done and staying in control of all the balls you're juggling. 
So here we go with the juggling of the balls. <laughs> um, here are the cues I'm referring to. So number one, what does it take to create a healthy productivity ritual? Okay. So, and this is my opinion. Now, there are a lot of, there's a lot of talk on productivity in the personal development field and the coaching industry. Um, of course, one of the things as coaches that we we offer our clients are different tools to get organized, you know, um, different tools to really check that what you're filling up your schedule with is really aligned to your purpose, is really aligned to those important goals, and that you're not just filling your, your schedule and your agenda with a lot of noise, a lot of to-do things that aren't really leading you where you want to go. Of course, there's always going to be things that we don't really want to do, but have to be done. Um, and, you know, sooner or later, you'll be able to delegate if you're not delegating already. There are ways to find out what can be delegated and what could be, I don't know, postponed or done differently. Um, but for the most part, what you want to see in your calendar um, on a weekly basis are things that are, once they're done, will have an impact on your vision. If you've completed your vision board at the beginning of this course, you know what I'm talking about. You can, and, and, and this is also an invitation to refresh that to, it's always good to, to touch in, you know, drop in and see, okay, so what's my vision now? Because it does change. It evolves with time. So in order for your productivity ritual to stay healthy, just make sure that that productivity is aligned with things that are important to you. And not only aligned with things that are important to you, but that don't go against your values. And this may sound in a very general way obvious, but we do it a lot, <laughs> believe it or not. So... Um, I know that you ladies, Allison and, and Helene, um, you're in the wellness industry, right? And, or the medical field. So you're pointing your clients in the direction of feeling better, right? Of having a more harmonious life, taking care of, you know, uh, physical health, mental health, you know, trying to seek balance. So I can imagine that one of your core values is, health and self-care. However, you will probably also find that not everything that you do is respecting your self-care and your health. This is also something pretty normal among us. And we think it's crazy, but that's, that's, you know, something that, that commonly happens because sometimes it's what we know, right? So Again, to answer Barb's question, how do we keep those productivity um, rituals healthy? Make sure they're aligned to your values. What healthy means for me is going to be different than what healthy means for Helene and what healthy means for Allison. We probably have some common points, but it's going to be unique for each of us. So just make sure what healthy means for me. What does self-care look like for me, right? And take a moment to 
you know, reflect. When do I know that I'm staying healthy? <laughs> and when do I know that I'm really aligned with my self-care values? And if you can, always take an extra minute to give examples. When I do this, when I do that, you know, try not to keep it general so that you can really bring it down to earth where we live <laughs> and where we live our days or day to day, you know, the more mundane um, in daily life. So that's, that's my, my, my answer for Barb, you know, just make sure that those things that you are filling in in your web <clears throat> or your calendar um, are being true and are, are being aligned with your self-care and values mm -hmm. and, and schedule it in, like actively schedule it in. If those really are your core values, why are they last on the list sometimes? That doesn't make sense. It's not coherent. Right. So if um, proper rest and hydration, you know, are super important to me because I know that that's going to keep me healthy because otherwise, I don't know, I get a UTI or, you know, I can't focus throughout my day, then why is that to do thing, you know, that I really, really wanted to cross out first? <laughs> So that's what I mean by aligning really in, in a really, you know, soulful way, just like this is the non-negotiable. I can't not eat well. I can't not eat well, because if I keep this up, then I'm toast. <laughs> All right. So, you know, just schedule in those non-negotiables. The non-negotiables should be really aligned to your core values. Okay. Um, and also the, I had this question, I don't remember when it was a couple of weeks ago, I was trying to look for the recording, but I had a really interesting question that I wanted to bring to the productivity theme, which was what is the difference between a non-negotiable and that eat your frog before noon, like the concept of the frog? Well, the difference is that the thing that you want to do before noon, it could very well be a non-negotiable, of course. It could be both. It could be your frog and it could be, you know, a non-negotiable. But the special quality of the frog is that one thing that we procrastinate on, <clears throat> but not because we forget and, and we leave it last, but because there's resistance around it, because we think that we can't do it, you know, or that there's a better time for it later um that we're not ready that we're we're gonna look bad people are gonna think we're unprepared unprofessional we're gonna get a no to that invitation so there's usually some fear around it or some resistance around it i don't want to say fear because sometimes the resistance doesn't have to do with fear sometimes the resistance has to do with just not wanting to deal with something that's unknown um, 
So that's the, that's the big difference. Sometimes a non-negotiable, there's not really that much resistance because of a difficulty or a challenge. Um, we just leave it out because we forget because we forget to take the time to say, hey, what are my values? Oh my goodness, I'm not doing this stuff. <laughs> All right. Um, let's go for her second question. When, do, you, do you want to comment on what I just, uh, about anything about that question, ladies? Is there anything you want to add here? Yes. I was just thinking about eating your frog and, you know, lots of times I've, I've done it and uh, it's been easy in the end, but, mm -hmm. you know, it's just getting there. It's just, you know, and so I, I, I do see that very distinct difference between eating your frog and the non-negotiables. Yes. Yeah. And that's that. the most important part is how you get there. Cause you said it's really about just getting there. So how, how did you, how do you get there? What do you find helps you, you know, set yourself up for movement towards that thing? I put my foot down hard <laughs> on the ground and say, do it. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so tough love works for you. <laughs> I put um, emails out for Sexy Fit mm -hmm. and um, they didn't come out. They didn't, uh, the uh, hyperlink didn't work on oh. the email. Oh. And uh, I had messages back, which was good, which was great. Mm -hmm. So I tried again and I got it. So you yes. know, I felt, felt really good about that. <laughs> good, good. <clears throat> yeah, so whatever it is, that thing that you can do, <clears throat> to hold space for yourself as you get closer to that thing that is kind of challenging and that there's resistance around it and this whole story of, will I be able to do this? So it's holding space for yourself. And sometimes that looks like, I don't know, uh, whatever calms your nervous system down. If it's the presence of somebody else, like an accountability buddy, a colleague, uh, a partner, whatever, who sits down next to you and says, you know, maybe you can do it this way. And then that, and then all of a sudden you figure it out just because there's somebody sitting next to you. That's your cue that it's a good resource to co-regulate. Yes. Well, I actually put one on Facebook and it didn't come out. It couldn't work apparently. Mm -hmm. And um, my ex upline messaged me and said that didn't come out properly. So mm -hmm. I knew it wasn't working. Yeah. yeah. So it really, you know, it helped because even though it's my ex upline, she's not working in, in USANA anymore. She still receives her check every week, but she's not actually working USANA. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was good to hear from her. So that was good. Good. Yeah. So in a way you're, you're connecting. <laughs> yes. That's yeah. right. And, and what about uh, you, Ali? Did, did, does any of this resonate with you? How do you keep your productivity healthy? <laughs> So the main thing for me, and it's really his ugly head up for me again now, is the uh, sleep piece. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, and it, it's always the piece that that suffers. I burn the candle both ends. I get excited about business about sort of this time of night, ten o'clock. Mm -hmm. um, I think or think I've, I've just got to put an email out, or I or bother. I haven't done this. I haven't put these three people into. Uh, into the back office 
and there's so many little pieces to do and I've got other launches going on at the same time and I've got so many exciting things going I want to be doing those and not going to bed um, <laughs> and I know and I know that uh I aspire to go to bed at 10 and get up at six you know mm -hmm. I but it never happens mm -hmm. at the moment I shouldn't say it never happens it hasn't happened for a long time right. um my husband's an, an owl. I am, um, I don't know whether I'm naturally a lark, but I grew up being a lark because I had to get up at six to get to get my pony in and get her groomed before school and things, you know. Um, so I, I aspire to getting back to that. You know, I've read The Miracle Morning. I know how powerful the 5 a.m. club is. I made it once for 5 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, I have a... Uh, a focus spurt that happens at 10 or at 10 or 11 at night but I only think it's because I fill the rest of my day with too much stuff or I spend mm. too much stuff too much time doing things that are little and don't make a difference to the big picture like going through emails or going through, doing things on Facebook that I can tell myself are for business and connecting mm -hmm. and, and they are to be honest it's sort of writing in the groups that I'm a member of when they do do weekly goal setting and commenting on members posts so that it's sort of creating those connections and that will pay off you know but it's not directly doing so mm -hmm. uh, but whatever uh, I end up doing some I, and I, I know when I get started to feel tired in the evening I need to stop and go and and, and stop and stop mm -hmm. stop Yes, uh, yes. My husband, long-suffering guy that he is, he does the cooking even, you know, he's very much a carnivore. Um, so I make myself a vegetarian meal that's, that'll last for four or five servings. And then he puts a portion in the oven when he's putting his lump of meat in. Uh, and, um, you know, he'd like me to watch television with him so so it's it's virtually our only together time so I do spend an hour while we're eating supper watching television with him there's a lot of things that we enjoy together like we've just watched all creatures great and small mm -hmm. we tend to watch a lot of business things like The Apprentice or um, uh, Gordon Ramsay or Secret Billionaire these are the sort mm -hmm. of things that we like we, yeah. we have in common um, death in paradise so there's these things that we watch together and that's my time with him but yeah. I, I'm aware I don't um, support him enough in that way you know he doesn't have enough of me mm -hmm. he's a bit of a small business widower mm -hmm. so <laughs> yeah yeah so a couple of things there I mean and this is a perfect example I think we talked about this last week on how um, good stress is also stress right and when we're super excited about something and we are, you know, excited and alert, right? Because we just want to cover everything and, and, and see what else we can do and how far we can get. So of course, our sympathetic, um, our sympathetic nervous system is going to be activated. And as long as that baby is staying on, <laughs> then it's going to be hard to go into rest mode and, you know, have a good night's sleep and, and actually have deep rest because, you know, sometimes we don't really get there either. So, um, a non-negotiable, um, 
needs to be to, you know, disconnect from the stimulus long enough so that you can continue to go down, you know, at a certain time, ideally when the sun goes down, ideally. It would be wonderful to do that. That <laughs> would be great. Last night, last night I did quite well. I joined a creative writing group um, and I'm supposed to have written in response to a writing prompt every day for the last week. And I finally got to it yesterday evening. I had a really bad day at work. I ended up crying. And, you know, when I cry at work, when I get that stress, that's also because of cumulative candle burnt at both ends. But I did sort of go to bed or go as if to go to bed at 10 o'clock. Then I started writing and the prompt was about sales. And I let out lots of the hangups I have around making sales from previous launches and stuff. And I just slept so much better because I'd released some of the pent up stuff. Mm -hmm. Yesterday was a GP day and GP days are not good at the moment. It's like 40 to 50 appointments a day. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's very full on. So that's another important thing, um, Ali. And, and for anybody watching, not just when we can't sleep at night, but also when there's an energetic charge, adrenaline, right? Because we're about to launch something or we're about to do something that's uncomfortable or that um, if it works out, that means massive growth or a growth spurt that sometimes we, we fear, right? So it's those growing pains. Um, it's good to discharge some of that energy. It's good to, to discharge it so that we can regulate, right? I'm not saying that activation is not good. I mean, it's, it's a vital part of being alive. I wouldn't be able to move my arms around and talk to you guys if I weren't a little bit activated, but it's important to, you know, also go down and follow our cycles and rhythms so that we can function because when we don't allow that to happen, when we don't regulate, then sooner or later, there's some burnout. And when there's burnout or when we're reaching that edge, sometimes we get mad at the thing that we're doing, you know, and, and we start resenting it, resenting that launch, resenting that business proposal that I was preparing. I was super excited about, but now it's crap, you know, <laughs> because it's just not working out. I just can't do this. And sometimes it's just a matter of really integrating your self-care so that you can roll with it, you know, with all the challenges and figure it out, you know, and not get too stressed about it and then move on to the next thing, you know, so you can process it so you can digest what you're doing. Um, and then there are less fights with the computer and, and things like that. <laughs> so regulating is an important part of staying productive. We don't, um, we don't value it enough to say the least. We don't value it enough. We don't integrate it enough to our schedule. Um, okay. And so number two, when the to-do, what is it? Okay. When the to-dos go so far and wide, how do we create boundaries and systems that are aligned with our self-care? Mm -hmm. Okay. So we kind of just talked a little bit about this. So if the to-dos go so far and wide, and this is something that gets a lot of entrepreneurs really uncomfortable, sometimes you can't do it all in one day and you just have to deal with it. 
You know, we want to wake up and this is something I've talked about uh, this with Carmen, right? Because we have different cycles. We have different moments in the business where when we're in launch mode, we're super busy. And then after that, after we stabilize, you know, the workload goes down and then we're kind of chill. But when we're in that launch mode, you know, Carmen wakes up, I wake up, we all wake up and we have like 70 emails. And sometimes, I mean, I only have, I don't know, so many hours, five hours, six hours to deal with that. So being realistic, what's possible is not really dealing with the 70 emails. Maybe it's dealing with, I don't know, 30% of what I have on my plate. And that requires some uh, prioritizing. It requires prioritizing. It requires, you know, um, if you're working with other people, um, creating agreements. So this is what I do. This is what you do. Setting deadlines, you know, delegating. It's super, super important to delegate. If out of the 50 things that you have to do on one day, only 20 of those 50 things are going to fit in, but maybe 30 are crucial. Maybe 30 are time sensitive. So you've got to delegate because it's just not possible. When we try to do the super normal thing, <laughs> the paranormal sometimes, because like, who knows who does this? <laughs> but when we try to do that, that superhuman thing, I mean, that thing where we push our boundaries, I'm not saying you can't. Like, Lord knows that I've learned how to over-adapt to doing more than what was healthy, right? So it's not really about whether you can or you can't do it. It's a matter of how you want to do it. Do you want to do it in a healthy way? Do you want to do it in a hurry or stressed out? The answer could be yes. You know, one day you're like, you know what? I'm just going to race through these things and that's how it's going to go today. Okay. But just make sure you're able to choose that and that you're not falling into a pattern. Right. So when, like Barb said, when the to-do list goes so far and wide, just make sure you prioritize, make sure that you realize what's really possible within the hours that you set aside that day for that and that those hours aren't replacing the non-negotiables and your self-care stuff, which should be a non-negotiable. <laughs> um, and how do we create boundaries and systems that are aligned with our self-care? Okay, so the first boundary is with yourself. When we talk about boundaries, we usually think that we're always referring to somebody else that's on the other side of that boundary. And yeah, that too, but the first boundary is with yourself. I mean, when we're talking about prioritizing a to-do list with 50 things over eating well, right, then you're not having boundaries with yourself. That's a clear example. You know, you need to set boundaries for your impulse, for your anxiety to not walk all over you. So the boundary is first with yourself and then with the rest. And of course, you're going to have to say no sometimes to people 
or you're going to have to say yes, but let's rearrange, right? But there's no boundary when there is no clarity. If I'm not clear again on what my non-negotiables are, what my purpose is, right? And, and why I'm choosing to schedule and plan my day in the way that I'm planning it, then it's going to be easier to say yes when I mean no, because there's no clarity. It's like, hey, can you do this one thing? Oh, yeah, because I didn't fill out my WAP or my calendar and I'm not, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, wait, I have all these things to do. And so clarity, clarity helps you set boundaries with yourself and with other people. Otherwise it's an easy yes. And then you want to kill yourself because <laughs> you have so many things to do that it's ridiculous. So, um, Barb, when you ask that, ask yourself, you know, ask yourself what you need to, um, build boundaries on, you know, healthy boundaries on be clear on that yourself so that you're clear and you have that yes and, or, or no handy when somebody asks, can you do the thing? And then the last question, has productivity been a challenge for you? No, never, never in my life. <laughs> Said no one ever. <laughs> Pauline? Oh, okay. That's right. I forgot. I thought she was like, yeah, I have issues. <laughs> bye, Helene. Bye-bye. Good luck very with much. that. Thank mm -hmm. you. Oh, I, do. I don't know how to get out. <laughs> um, let me see if I can remove you. Okay, I'll remove you now. Okay. Right. Boundaries. Um, productivity. Is productivity a challenge? Is it a challenge for you, Ellie? <laughs> I think I'm more productive than other people, but not as productive as I want to be. Mm. The more you can do, the more you expect yourself to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. And you know what, um, when you were talking about um, waking up at five in the morning and, and you remembered when you had to wake up really early to, to get your pony ready, you know, and, and, and all those things, I remembered um, this very important thing that sometimes we forget to do, which is to rewrite our standards because sometimes we're working on standards when circumstances have changed so much and we're still holding on to old standards. A really easy example is for me, I um, kind of function with sunlight. So it's very easy for me to wake up super early in the morning in summer. And it's very, very hard for me to wake up super early in the winter. So my standards really change and that's okay. I think it's, it's really a healthy and natural pattern. And I was forcing myself for such a long time to wake up at five, six in the morning throughout the whole year. And it works for a lot of people. I mean, two of my best friends wake up at that time the whole year and it works for them and they work out at, you know, six 30 in the morning and it's wonderful, but it doesn't work for me. You know, I was kind of trying to make myself fit into this standard. Um, and when I accepted that, Hey, it's not that I'm a lazy person, you know, because I'm super active all day. And during the summer I wake up at like, even sometimes 
earlier than six in the morning, you know, at like five 30 ish and I'm super active and I go walking and jogging. So it doesn't really have to do with something that I'm not doing right. It's just my rhythm. So I rewrite my standards and then there's less frustration. I'm not in a fight with myself, you know, same thing happens when work conditions change or, you know, we were in the middle of a pandemic. We kind of had to rewrite our standards because we weren't able to function in the same way when we were quarantined. But if we were working on, you know, our usual standards, we may kind of set ourselves up for frustration because we won't be able to reach that with the circumstances. So, you know, check in your purpose, check in on another your thing. Standards. Another yeah. thing is with our moon cycle. Yes. So not just that moon, but within our monthly cycle. Our monthly cycle, of we, course. We ought really to take the pressure off ourselves. And I never think to do this when we're actually having a period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, the lunar cycle is also brilliant. And apparently this hunter moon yesterday is a perfect time to be promoting ourselves. Mm. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, it was a uh, Aries full moon. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. Uh, our natural cycles, you know, just be be aligned with those. Um to answer Barb, has productivity been a challenge for me? It has been a challenge many times in my life, of course. I always have to adjust. And no matter how many tools I integrate, of course, things get easier. You know, some things get easier. But again, new circumstances arrive. And it requires, you know, rearranging, you know, and renegotiating with myself and with others constantly. Um, so sometimes until I get there and until I renegotiate, um, and, and set new agreements in place. Sometimes I reach kind of an edge where things are kind of a mess. <laughs> and then that's my cue to say, okay, I got to stop here. Um, yeah. And, and especially when I think it was in your first question, um, with no, the second question, when there's the, the to-do list is so far and wide, Barb said, then what do you do? Okay. For me, I can't stand leaving emails unanswered. I can't stand it, you know? So I will kind of cheat and just like look through them. And I know that I had an agreement with myself to stop working at five, you know, just stop working at five. But then there are like 30 emails that I didn't see. And I wonder what they are. And I wonder if I'm missing something. And I wonder if something's slipping through the cracks you know, and so I stretch the five o'clock to six or six thirty, and that stops being healthy for me. It's not even strategic. So, to answer that question, you know, do you have challenges with productivity? It's usually around my triggers. They usually have to do with my tendencies on how I react to something that, to me, you know, kind of is adrenaline. It's an adrenaline rush. So I just have to be on the lookout for, you know, those tendencies of mine, or when I tend to want to, you know, cover everything and control everything, 
that's when I have to take a step back and be like, okay, this is not going to in a, in a good direction. Sooner or later, I'm going to get really anxious. And that's, that's, that's not a good, it's not a good result. So that I'm so glad that Barb posted these because I think we can all relate to that. Absolutely. Yeah. The other thing with productivity is it does change at different phases of our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and perimenopause and menopause, which are my specialty, one of the big things people find and I found is that I just can't be as productive and I can't be as decisive and make decisions as quickly. So it affects me at work as a doctor with these mm-hmm. 10 minute cons- consultations when I've got to come up with a complete management plan and order lab tests and tell people bad news and whatever else needs to be done in that one 10 minutes Mm. Um, and I'm much slower I'm running much later and when I was in my 30s I was impatient with a lady partner who was in uh, my practice at that time who was in her 50s who was very slow Mm. and arrived late and finished late and yeah was was very slow with stuff but now I see why you know yeah. Um, also, I burnt out with sort of an adrenal fatigue and stuff when I was 38, and that affects your productivity. Um, but you just got to be patient with yourself through that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's really important, like we said before, to have compassion and hold space for yourself through whatever cycle you're going through, because it's really what's here. It's, it's accepting the present moment and what's here for us. If you're super stressed and super anxious, then really look at that and and plan accordingly to not activate that further and constantly. So yeah, cycles are super important to, to check out. So Barb says, I'm very much looking forward to hearing some solutions and tips to these questions. They seem to be an underlying theme that creeps into my monthly routines. However, I can say that when I WAP, and have consistent and and have been consistent with my daily morning rituals, journaling and self-care, I'm always feeling as though I'm in control and on top of the world. So I know that this is that this must be a non-negotiable in order to attain what it is I'm seeking. See you all tomorrow. Uh, I'm I'm sorry you missed the call, Barb, but I'm really glad you asked those questions. And definitely those are non-negotiables. If your morning rituals you're uh, filling out your WAP, uh, journaling, and you know all your self-care routines are what help you stay grounded and feel like you're in control. Those are the things that you don't drop. Those are the things that you stay committed to, in whichever form. You know, without um, without needing it to always be those four things, no matter what. So try to be flexible with yourself because of these rhythms that we're talking about with Dr. Ali. Um, sometimes if you can only journal, then that's fine. And sometimes when you can do all four things, then do all four things, but you know, don't let it get to that rigidity where if you can't do all four things, you don't do anything at all. And then one day after the other goes by and you've disconnected from your practice that keeps you feeling healthy and grounded. So trying to stay clear of um, the all or nothing tendency, because we definitely want something to stick. So yeah, 
that's that's with morning rituals that's one thing that happens um there's actually um for the what's it called the miracle morning yeah miracle yeah. morning the miracle morning brilliant. yeah it's it's brilliant and also a lot of people fall off that wagon because they want to do all of that you know they want to do the the eight i don't know how many i think it was like seven things this the, the, the thing that worked really well for me was in the Miracle Morning um, and the Miracle Morning for network marketers, um, they said set a timer for 10 minutes for each thing. Now, if you don't set a timer for 10 minutes, then you will mm-hmm. certainly spend more than 10 minutes reading and journaling and yeah. possibly visualizing as well. Whereas to expand my affirmations to 10 minutes actually means going through all of my affirmations twice. And I've got a lot from my T. Harv Eker courses. So I've got a lot of affirmations, probably about 100. Um, uh, And I've got them on my iPhone, um, available offline in Dropbox, so I can go through them. And I find movement with it is really good. But setting the timer, so it's S-A-V-E-R-S, silence meditation or whatever, I yeah. do that in bed because I do energy healing in bed. Um, affirmations. I forget most of the time when I do do affirmations, I feel so much better and more powerful and more confident in myself. Visualization, which I also usually yeah. forget. Um, but when you do, it's really important. And, he, and it's like with the map, looking at your dream board. Mm-hmm. Um, e is exercise. I've already done that by the time I start doing the savers although I don't do enough um, reading and I include audio and podcasts with that um, and scribing or journaling. It's, it's really brilliant and it really does help, Mm -hmm. but having any system saves you time because once you get into a routine of having a system, you're not having to think about what you're doing. So when I first get up in the morning, um, I get out of bed in my pajamas, I go to the bathroom and I, get my trainers I take the dogs I put my trainers on at the bottom of the stairs I run down the bottom of the garden so I do a a burst of exercise which is good for your insulin receptors so I do a sprint then uh, no, I do a stretch as soon as I get onto the lawn then I do a sprint then I do another stretch when I get into the paddock then I do yoga for two moves each direction Mm -hmm. then I do um, shoulder rolls and then I do a sprint back up and within that amount of time, I've done stretches, I've done exercise, you know, and then I go and do my oil pulling, lemon water, shower, clean my teeth, you know. And, and if you get into a system, it becomes easier to fit a lot of things right. into a small amount of time because you're not having to think, what do I do next? I never mm-hmm. have to think that now. Right. It's just integrated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So when you do things enough times, it's going to be integrated. Literally, <laughs> you you build, you wire yourself, you build a neuro connectors to make that flow and not have to put all this effort to it and, and, and doing it from scratch. Because a lot of people hop on these calls asking, you know, what does it take to create a routine? Well, you really need to stick with it for a while so that it becomes easy and your resistance drops. So that does happen after a couple of months. Um, so, so stay on it, stay on your no negotiables. You know, if those are the things that keep you grounded and that give you a sense of control, absolutely keep on doing that. So, so that's that. Um, 
Is there anything that you wanted to talk about? Anything else before we end the call, Allison, or maybe a question you had? Something we can wrap up with? Um, not really around soul craft um, and the coaching. Um, I need to revisit so many sections of soul craft, to be honest. I know that uh, Carmen sets it and this is really a Carmen question rather than a Natasha question but she sets her um discovery sessions with potential associates as a two-stage process mm -hmm. which I think is great to set as an intention from the start because it takes the pressure off yeah. and it's completely the reverse of the usual online sales talk sales tactic but I don't know how many you lose that way but what I think is great is having a webinar explaining what you're going to be talking about. Yes. So that they are pre-qualified. Yes, yes, absolutely. A webinar, a short video, uh, whatever it is to kind of, there's, you create a filter, right? To, to filter out and people who, you know, are, aren't a good fit for that. And, mm -hmm. and yes, her, her two-step um, strategy session um, system is, is, is very effective it, what you realized with you know it, it kind of like takes the the pressure off from that one call um yeah absolutely so do revisit i highly encourage you to revisit those modules um and for anybody watching even if you've gone through the whole course it's always good to revisit the material because it's the simplest um and I don't know if it's super simple, but it's those known things that we usually, okay, I got familiar with this. I know what it is and I don't integrate, right? Because we go for that one, you know, shiny thing. It's like, oh, what is it? And how does that work? And then we get into that. And once we know it, we'll drop it again, but you got to integrate it, integrate it as much as you can. And then you'll see from experience if that really works for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then when you've got that, you're leveraging your time, you're delegating and automating where you can. And so you're fulfilling Barb's questions. You are improving your boundaries and self-care by automating what you can and um, slimming down your to-do list because the machines are doing it for you. Your systems are doing it. Mm, yes, exactly. Because it's quite soul destroying having lots of strategy sessions with people who haven't don't really have any intention of having whatever it is that you're talking about and that's why i for my menopause strategy sessions they're actually a paid product now mm. and that's working really well for me living in a country where healthcare is free even though it's only a nine minute healthcare yeah um, it was important to start really adding um, ascribing proper value to those sessions and that's working very well for me good good for you that's that's a great strategy and and you know way to to listen to what works and what doesn't yeah, yeah. absolutely all well, right I think a lot of time wasters who are then not turning up mm -hmm. um, or who were never going to invest at the level that my time is so this is working very well yeah absolutely all right so I'm going to remind you, Ali, and, and everybody watching, um, write down your ahas, turn them into action steps. Most importantly, action steps, right? So, so that we don't just um, 
talk about things that inspire us and that we resonate with, but also integrate it into our lives so that our life starts changing in the way that really works for us more than we work for it, if that makes sense. So let's take a picture so that I can. This is going to be a very exciting picture this time, isn't it? <laughs> so many of us on the line. <laughs> An intimate one. I'm actually going to 